Well, everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and I am very excited to share today's conversation with you because I'm sure there are so many nuggets that are shared that will inspire you on your path. You're going to meet a woman named Mona Loring, and Mona is the owner of Conscious Living PR, but she also facilitates healing work, life coaching, spiritual coaching for individuals who are on their paths um, just as you know, individuals. There is so much beauty in what she shares that will help a lot of you recognize that you don't have to give up one aspect of life to really explore your spiritual nature. She shares with us so many things that will inspire you to remember, to encourage you to allow your spiritual nature to be expressed through every facet of your life. Now, Mona is a medium. She's also an intuitive. And as I mentioned before, she is um, in the PR world. So there's a lot of components in here and it's beautiful how she has married it all and what her work will do to inspire you. So I hope you enjoy this. Of course, if you want to connect with Mona and learn more about her work, you can go down in the show description and you will see the links to connect with her. I also want to remind you that the Reiki Rays 2022 Healing Summit is open for your registration. So if you register for the Healing Summit now, you will get access to four interviews before the summit even launches in November. So be sure to register today. The link for that will also be down in the show description, or you can go to my website and you will find the link to register on my homepage. The last thing I want to remind you is that the Energetic Alchemist Oracle Deck is a limited edition. And I want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been not only ordering the deck, but sharing with me their experiences with working with the deck. I've gotten so much feedback about the energy that is felt through the cards and how easily people are connecting with them. So if you would like your copy of the Energetic Alchemist Oracle, be sure to go to my website Order your deck today because it is a limited edition and I can't wait to hear about your work with the deck as well. So thank you always for being here. And for now, let's enjoy this conversation with Mona and I will see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. Today, we are here with Mona Loring. And I don't even know where to start this conversation with you, Mona. I do want to let everyone know that you do have a conscious PR firm, but you're also uh, an intuitive, you're also a medium. And I know we'll talk a lot today about how we can use our gifts our spiritual gifts to guide us in business. But I want to first just thank you for coming to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to go here with you. And like we said, right before we started recording, I love your energy. And I'm just so excited to see where this conversation goes. I know me too. So I want to tell everyone from the start before we dive into it. One of the things that fascinated me about you, which I told you was that you found a way to really embrace more than one path, accepting all aspects of yourself. And I want to talk about that because a lot of people struggle with it. So I say that to say, yes, you run these PR firms, but you also are very much engaged with in in connection with your spiritual side and business. So first, what even got you on the path and in this realm of intuitive work and mediumship and the other tools that you connect with? So- My journey with being an intuitive was not a choice, (laughs) Uh, you know, as it's not for most people. It started when I was a teenager. And so that was a whole journey of just kind of trying to understand what was happening around me, why I was receiving messages and downloads. And I was I was a medium before I was anything else. And so that was like kind of like jumping from zero to 60 when you're 13 and you genuinely don't have any type of 
resource. Like I didn't even know what it was to try to go to the, you know, there was no internet then. And so, you know, I, I, I wish I had Google, um, you know, I didn't even know how to ask anyone about it. I didn't know to tell my parents, you know, Hey, I'm hearing things and things are coming through me and I'm getting downloads. Like I didn't know the word download. I knew nothing. So that's how my journey really started was just what's happening, going with the flow, trusting the process. And I make it sound so much easier, but it, it was scary as a teenager. Yeah. To be honest. So that's how all of that started. And then it just kind of progressed as the years went on of just accepting it and learning how to control it a lot better because control is really big for mediumship. And later in life, you know, it wasn't until I started to find like the, the kind of like gateway books into spirituality, the, the Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay kind of world where I started to find a language for what this all meant. And, you know, the tough thing about how it started for me was when you're 13 back in the nineties, you know, it was like, you just see things about like witchcraft and like, you know, they, the, the way that Hollywood would kind of make these kinds of things seem like dark and eerie and Halloweeny, you know, and gimmicky. And so I always thought when it was happening to me, it actually was kind of dark and eerie stuff. And little did I know until I found these books and understood what spirituality truly was and energy really was that, oh my gosh, I don't have to put this away. You know, when I turned 18 and I graduated high school, I was like, you know what, closing the door. And luckily I had learned how to control it at that point where I was like, I'm done. And it wasn't until I always tell people, it's like crazy how like childbirth does weird things to you. But it wasn't until I had my first child where it just came back, whether I liked it or not. Wow. even then I didn't know any context to it because I was a young mom. And so I hadn't found the literature and the books and the people that were kind of helping opening me up to, you know, what does this really mean? What is energy anyway? You know, so that was really how it all started for me. This is amazing to me that you're saying this because I was in the shower right before we met and it occurred to me the different stages of life. Like I was thinking how we come into, you know, the world baby and probably full of awareness that we don't remember now. But then because of, you know, the way that we're raised in these things, it's almost like we're forcefully and gradually brought outside of that pure awareness of even our functionality, our intuitive nature, blah. But I similarly had um, an experience. I was 15 where things I was having really weird encounters and mm-hmm. it was exactly that. Like everyone like, Ooh, that's evil. Like, ah, so then I became more afraid, but in the shower, I was just thinking, what are those phases of us? Like, it's almost like as if that, that true nature or that, that spiritual awareness within ourselves is trying to come forward, but then we're in this fight with the outer world of stuffing it away. So it's really interesting hearing you say this. So Okay, so you have the baby and then what? Were you more accepting this time around or what was that experience like? I mean, honestly, uh, the way that it happened was I started to get these downloads that I couldn't, I still didn't know how to control anything. Yeah. And I thought I could and I knew how to control it by just putting it away. But when it was happening, I couldn't control it. I was with my sister, literally walking my new baby boy in a stroller And I started just telling her things like that. I wasn't even filtering. It was like, I was in some sort of trance and she was like, Mona, it's happening again. Luckily it was my sister and she knew and all the things. And I was just like, you know, at at the end, this was kind of after I kind of came to, and I was there again, you know, and and she was like, it's happening again. And I was like, oh man. And I wasn't happy about it, you know? So I honestly don't know too much about, it's hard to remember exactly because I didn't let it become a whole thing for me again. I had just been starting my PR career, ironically. And I was like, this is, nope, (laughs) not here for this. This is not what I want right now. Again, no context. So I was pushing it away, not realizing that, you know, had I known then what I know now, like, of course it's a cliche for a reason. Mm -hmm. I would have been able to use that so much sooner in so many ways and put that to good. But I was just like, let me shove that back in the closet. And then, like I said, it wasn't until I found the books and the literature and and really understood like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this is a gift. And this is actually, you know, my spirit guides and and I can actually, you know, control who I allow to have my energy and come to me and give me these downloads. And, you know, as far as spirit talking to me, you know, there's people I don't want and there's, you know, people that I am okay with. 
So it wasn't until I really learned all of that that I started to say, okay, it's it's all right now. And, you know, I, I learned through eventually taking a lot of classes and learning, you know, I've done, you know, I became a Reiki master. I've done um, Peruvian shamanism for, for a while. Um, I've done mediumship high level classes, um, just exploring everything in my journey once I was a little older and learning that you can choose what you allow, we yes. all, you know, and that was huge for me. Because even when I started to really embrace it and open myself up, I'm not sure if you've been through this, but most people, when they're really starting to first awaken, quote unquote, you just let it all happen because you're just so intrigued or interested or you, you're yearning for more. Okay. And so I was one of those where I was like, okay. And it was scary again, because, you know, I would have spirits like come to me at night and like just things you don't want, you know? Right. And so as I learned, I was like, okay, there's a time and a place you can actually set rules. You can tell your guides, these rules. That's how I kind of do it. As yes. I just tell my guides, this is what it is. They can come around if it's these cases and, and this time and not, if not, you know, yep. so that's really done me a lot of good. Yeah. The same. So a couple of things that highlight with what you just shared one, the importance of sharing. So, you know, it made me smile to think even, you know, the fact that we get to have this conversation and you being so open about what your experience is and was, because that's what supports, you know, someone listening that may be like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Okay. So where are the books? And thank you for the information. This is why I love community in this way. But also what you said that struck me is, you know, we do have that choice and what we allow in, but unfortunately, like in our fear, a lot of times we also don't allow in that alignment to like that higher resource of frequency and spirit. So it is very interesting to come to understand the variations of, of frequency and energy so that we can be more discerning. But I have to ask you this now, um, you have this awareness and you've kind of, you know, danced around with it and you're coming into acceptance, but then you start this whole other life. And I just want everyone to know, um, I know that you have at least one division of your PR firm that is very consciously based. And I believe you even call it like conscious PR. Yeah. And I remember when I saw the name of it, I thought, well, that's interesting. Like, what does this have to do <laughs> with public relations? Right. So could you talk a little bit about getting into public relations, but then why it was important or necessary for you? to do PR for people who were maybe like spiritually inclined or minded. Okay. I, this is a long one. So I have to, I always have to figure out how to sum it up because it's a long journey. So as I mentioned, I got into PR basically when my son was born okay. and it was not necessarily spiritually based or driven. Mm -hmm. I say that now because I remember when I first started and I would get intuitive downloads all the time about what to do with a client for a client with a client. Should I take a client? Should I not all of it? Right. Didn't really even realize that was happening. It was just kind of my day to day. And I remember this one meeting that stuck with me. And now I know why, because I was meeting with a potential client and he had said, you know, you haven't been doing this for very long at all. How are you so sure you know how to do this and, and what you're doing? Because let me preface that I started out working for a children's book publisher in PR and was basically self-taught. She just trusted wow. me from a background that I had with her as in music video production, completely different when I was in college. And she was like, I just trust you, figure it out, you're a smart girl. And so that's what I did. Cut to, I'm meeting with this client, I don't know, maybe between six months and a year later when I'm venturing out to, to represent individual clients. And he said, "You know, how do you even know what you're doing then? You know, he was, it was a tough question. And I remember feeling a little nervous at first because I went to my brain first and my brain was like, oh, he's right. Like, I haven't been doing this for so long. Why am I so sure of myself? And I just got this, this intuitive answer. And I said, well, I just go with my gut, you know, and that's, that's really what intuition is, right? People who don't have the language for it often just say it's a gut feeling. And he was like, what is that? Like, that sounds honestly like a little BS, you know, he called me out in his way on it. And I said, that might sound like BS to you, but you're going to watch and see what I end up doing. And I was so sure of myself. I was like so young and I just knew. 
And I said, I'm being led somehow. I know what to do here. Right. That's always stayed with me because from that point, something bigger was happening. Right. So that's, that's the very beginning of my journey of building my company and growing. And there was so much I manifested through just hard work and truly believing in things, which I also understand it was me using energy and I say manipulating energy, but the word manipulative is sounds like a negative, but manipulating energy is different. And so I was always manipulating energy, not even realizing again, back then I had the language for it or the tools for it. I just knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. And so through doing that, I was able to build a pretty great little company from that point. I had got to a place in my career where I had kind of hit all the, all the kind of checklists off, you know, done the golden globes, done the Emmys, things that used to just give me so much passion and, and so much pride to do. And I just sat there after a few, you know, quite honestly, negative experiences and said, I feel like I'm meant to do something else. I'm meant to do something more. And I didn't know what it was because I just still felt like I was supposed to be in publicity. So it was Labor Day weekend. It's always nice to know it was literally that weekend because I'll never forget when it was. And I was just meditating on a beach. And this is a point where I'd already dived, you know, into the spirituality fully and like really started to talk to my guides and meditate Mm -hmm. and all the things at that point. And I just asked my guides, you know, what do I do now? You know, I feel so lost. Am I supposed to quit publicity after all this success? Like that's hard to throw away. I still love it. And I got the download to start a conscious PR firm. Wow. And so this is after years of having a quote unquote regular PR firm in the talent world. Um, And, you know, I just knew once I got that download, what that meant. It wasn't even like I had to search for it. It was just like, got it. So from that point, I literally built the company. I was like, I'm doing this. I built the new company, Conscious Living PR in a weekend, basically. I hired people out within a week to to be new publicists to come on board. And I knew that the focus of the company was going to be conscious publicity. What does that mean, though? I mean, that's such a big question. And basically what I knew in my soul was that if I'm promoting something that is for the highest good of the world, Mm -hmm. it was enough to at least pursue that client. Right. So that could, at the time it's evolved, but at the time that could have meant a vegan snack bar for kids. That's for kids that have a lot of allergies that have all these preservatives. We referenced that, you know, it, it had, um, cruelty-free makeup that didn't have chemicals that are bad for your body. That worked too. Nutritionists, like, you know, just people that were genuinely doing things for the good of the world. That was what I wanted. Knowing that that had an underlying string though, and I just didn't know how I wanted to go there yet, that I wanted to work with people in the spiritual world. So yes, it was conscious, but I knew deep down that I wanted to do something more with people who were really spiritually connected. And so again, through that, and what either you could say, I manifested that, or it was meant to be, and it came for me, who knows, right? (laughs) could argue it both ways. I started to work with people in the spiritual world. You know, I started to, I had a medium reach out to me. I, you know, just the name itself kind of, it kind of rings that bell to people. It's like a calling card, right? So people know to come to us, but, you know, I started to get people who were of that space, you know, life coaches that were in the spiritual space, mediums, psychics. And so now we've built a really beautiful business with the help of a really lovely team that I just adore. And we represent people in, in so many different walks of this conscious space. A lot of them tend to be authors because that makes a lot of sense for the PR world. So we have a lot of people that are authors, uh, speakers, you know, um, people tend not to like the word influencer, which I think is really funny because I don't mind that word. I'm like, (laughs) it's good to have an influence. So, you know, we rep influencers that some of them would be like, am I counted in that category? Cause I'm balking at that. Please don't. But, you know, we rep influencers, you know, people who are of this space that are doing something again for the highest good of the world. So that's kind of how I gradually got into, I didn't want to take, I'm trying to make it as quick as possible. No, no, take your time. But you know, that's how I got to that place. Now cut to just to get you to where I am today. That was, oh, I always forget if it's seven or eight years ago, I need to remember, but basically that this year 
at the top of the year after the pandemic, so much changed me. And I'm sure we'll go into that in different ways too. But I got to this place where I knew that I had two separate PR firms. I had one that was now Conscious Living that I just told you about. And then I had the talent PR agency. And I just knew it was time to bring them both together. And I had always wanted to, but I was terrified because I didn't know if the worlds could collide. I didn't know if the clients would be okay with it. You know, if my talent clients would, would be interested in being under something called a conscious banner. And I thought, you know what, anyone who's meant for me, it's going to work out. And so I threw caution to the wind, no fear, went into it with complete love in my heart and it worked out amazing. And I ended up opening Conscious Hollywood, which is a talent department within Conscious Living. So now it's one company. And through the conversations I had with my clients, I mean, it was like, honestly, one of the best experiences of my career, as strange as that would be just having conversation about that because yeah. such meaningful conversations, you know, like clients being like, I get to be under a company called Conscious Hollywood. We need that so bad in this space. Heck yeah, sign me up. It was right. the best. And I had no idea that would be the reaction I would get. I figured through the years of making certain changes in my career, my clients were always like, I'll follow you. I love you. You're great. I'll go where you go. And I expected that from a lot of them. They're lovely people and we have great relationships. But I got so much better when they were like, the world is changing. I'm here for it. Let's yeah. do it. Yes. That's why when you were like, I'm trying to hurry, I'm like, no, babe, take your time. Because <laughs> there was so much to what you said that speaks to what excites me, right? So one, I love that you started to have this recognition that there was no separation between your spirituality and any type of work you could have been doing. And I think that's one of the things, again, people struggle with because we try to put it off into some box. Like I can only be spiritually minded when I'm at home in my corner away from everything, but that beauty of recognizing your spirituality exists as your expression in anything. Like you could be a chef and be intuitively inspired and like how beautiful those creations would be. Right. So yeah, it's really cool hearing that. your recognition of that. But when you started talking about your PR firm, I was like, literally I wrote down the current need. I mean, like it is, this is so amazing to me listening to you say that all I could think about is how now you see, you know, like on TV reality shows, this, this, anything, a lot of people talking about spirituality in one lens or another, whether it's just, they're wearing crystal bracelets or they're talking about, they're going to their acupuncturist or they're going to get their energy balance. They're going to see their shaman. Yes. It's unreal. When you think of like you said, when we were teenagers in the 90s, nobody was talking about any of this. And even when I remember starting in this work not that long ago, like 12, 13 years ago, there it was hard to find these conversations. And now it is. Literally, you can see that people are craving this. And there's yeah. this innate knowing now that I have to have this level of balance in my life. Okay, so now I'm like super excited. <laughs> I love it. Your work. And I have to ask you that too. So then what was that like? Because that's like a whole different arena, I imagine, to some degree. Although you were using your intuitive mind to work with people, you may have been working with people that were in a different mindset yes. at that time. And so now you transition over and you're working with people that are in this like, we'll say this new wave of consciousness that's happening. Yeah. And then what is that like? And how does it support you in going deeper into like accepting and doing your work in that arena? So it depends on the client. Okay. Because it depends on the client and it depends on the day, because I always want to be as, as honest as possible about how things are. Right. It'd be so easy. And I wish I could say, Oh my gosh, it's so spiritual and high vibe every single day. Everything we do, the clients and I mesh and it's almost like we're floating. You know, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it depends though, right? Because right. there are some clients that come, this is a really fun thing. There's some clients that come and say, I was downloaded in a meditation to Google conscious living PR. Wow. Things like that are really my favorite conversation. 
or, you know, sometimes the client will say in the middle of just a meeting with um, me and the team and the team's totally used to me, like out of nowhere, getting a download or hearing a spirit guide and interrupting the meeting with something like that. But the clients will say now this is really different than anything I had done in the past because they know how I am. Right. They'll say things like, well, Mona, what do you think? What do your guides think? Or, you know, and, and those kinds of conversations are really cool to have with certain clients. Um, I have clients that I'll put it this way with most clients and not all, because there's still a separation with the ones that are like, you're still you. I stuck with you. This isn't necessarily for me, but not in a bad way, but it's just not who they are. They're just living their life without this and everything's just normal, but it just has a higher vibe undertone to everything that we do. Yes. Then there's the ones that are super here for it, like we're talking about, right? Which is many of them. I almost said most, but it's it's more than not. And those are clients where I feel like we we have deeper conversations when we connect. They ask me for my opinion with a different kind of energy now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just what do you think? It's like, what do you think? Yes. Um, and sometimes I get downloads for clients where, It'll be something like, um, should this client do this interview with, you know, a certain really big podcaster or something that's, you know, a little edgy or something like that. And my guides will come in sometimes and I'm just showering, you know, how it'll be like when, like it's when you least expect it. And my guides will be like, that would be really damaging for her career because, and then I'm able no longer to keep this a secret when for so much of my career, I couldn't tell someone why I thought something or heard something or knew something. So I can just straight up most of my clients now text and say, which with this one I did, I said, Hey, just so you know, my guide said this would be damaging because X, Y, and Z. I don't think we should risk it. Right. And the client literally replied, love your guides. Tell them. Thank you. You know, so that has been so cool and so fun. And like I said, I wish it was like that all the time, but in reality, it's not, you know, it's, it comes and goes. It is what it is. There's times where. PR is a really crazy business, especially in the talent world. And by talent, by the way, I always have to remember to preface for people who have no idea what that means. It basically just means like people who are, um, for lack of a better term, celebrities are famous, right? So they're TV, film, music, whatnot. Um, And so when I say talent, it means that side. And then when I say lifestyle, it's the authors and it's the people that are, like I said, the influencers in in the lifestyle space that are you know, authors and and doing things with their craft that they're basically getting known for with publicity. Right. So that's kind of what has been the change since I've kind of come out and rebranded myself and my clients know what, like so many of my clients were like, when I made the announcement in 2020 about, oh yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm a psychic medium and um, trained shaman and yeah, I have podcasts now, you know? And they were like, wait, what? Like, how have I known you for this long and you've never gone here with me? Right. And so that's been, it's just been such an interesting change. And I'm looking forward to it evolving to a lot more of my everyday. But what I was starting to say, and I had lost my train of thought because it's Gemini mind was going in a different place, but it was that, you know, with this other side, the conscious Hollywood side, the stakes are high. It's very fast moving. There's not a lot of time to be as grounded and as intuitive as you want to be. And I think that's why it's times when I'm in the shower and finally off the clock, so to speak, and able to tune in that I get the downloads and I get the messages and I get the inspiration. And something that I'm really hoping to change is that we need so much more space than we allow ourselves in this world. Yeah. And that was something that I thought was so beautiful from the pandemic. And again, we talked early and I said, there's so many horrible things and tragedies that happened that I never want to, you know, ignore by saying that the pandemic was good in certain ways. But for me, it gave me space that I had literally never had since, honestly, I feel like since I was a child. Right. And so that quiet led me to such a deeper knowing and a deeper connection to myself. And it helped me slowly ease myself back into the crazy pace that this, this business gives me. And, you know, I need to just remember to slow down more. And so I'm trying so hard to give myself that time in the morning, meditate before work, meditate after work, build that kind of 
quiet in to do the best that you can do for the client. Because I have found that it's not about the grind that it's been programmed in my head. I, you know, I'm, I'm 40 and like, it's like in your forties, you're like, I'm 42, by the way, I said that <laughs> like, you know, in your forties, you're like, um, trained very differently than the way Gen Z who, you know, the girls that work for me now are trained. And it's like, they're like, I need rest and I need relaxation and I need to center myself. And I'm like, that's interesting, you know? And it's so true though, but I'm used to like, gotta be on the grind. If you're not busy, you're not good enough. And that was the way I was taught. That was the way I was brought up. That was the way I came up in the PR business. And so I'm always trying to find the balance. I think too much rest also doesn't, you know, I'm a hustler. It doesn't get you anywhere in business. So it's like really about finding that perfect balance. And that's what I'm really hoping to do. And I think that, being in this conscious space and branding it kind of like makes me have to be like, I have to take ownership for what that brand is. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be so much more thoughtful and mindful. And every single thing I do as often as I can, I'm human. It's not perfect. You yeah. know, I still have my stress. I still have my hard days. It's not like I said, it's not like me and my clients are just floating and we're like, oh my gosh, we're so much better than all the other PR firms that aren't conscious. No, you know, but it's, it's something that I'm trying to do and, and strive for because that's what we all need. Yeah. And, but that's the whole thing. And I think that's, what's so fascinating about your work. There's so many things you said that I'm like, Oh my, you just making my mind go. And so I, I want to say this so that people know, and this is why it was really intriguing to me to be able to have this conversation with you, because I have had the pleasure of interviewing some of your clients and they have been, um, some amazing conversations. And so then having this opportunity to interview you, I remember like my initial thought was like, wait, what? Like, is she, hold on. And it really was that kind of like, oh, she's both. And so having this conversation again, I think it it's important to help people really coming to that acceptance again of you, you don't have to have your spirituality as a separate part of your life and the beauty that can come when you allow that to be the guiding force in your life. And mm -hmm. I want to ask you more about that, of course, for um, people listening. But another thing was um, the intuition of your team. So two things, the quiet that you talk about, mm -hmm. how important that is and how that does force us almost into the balance. But that's a big part of I think almost training in a way when we're trying to come into relationship with our spiritual nature, we're almost forced into that recognition of like, oh, I need to be quiet. I need to be still. So it kind of, it brings us into this harmony. We knew nothing of babe, I'm 45. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Same generation. Right. So yeah. it did, it brought like this different kind of stillness in my life. And even though I'm still very busy and go, I have those moments of like clarity and slowing down internally that support me. And it's a direct impact of my connection to my spiritual practice. So I wanted to ask you two things. One, can you share with the people listening, like how important you think that is from what you've learned of allowing uh, ourselves to use our spiritual tools, our spiritual practice, whatever it may be to kind of inform and guide the work that we're doing, the way that we're living day to day, all of these things. And then also, has your team even become more curious or do they have those moments of stillness because of working with you in the way that they do? Okay. So first question is, you know, the tools that we, that we use. Um, I should say that I use. Um, I was saying we, cause I was thinking about team already, but I'll go into that next. So, you know, working with energy for those who, who know it and do it, we know that it's, it's really simple mm -hmm. just there. And it's, it's about the power of the mind and where we have the energy go. Right. Um, I think the most complicated part is as far as using these tools is that we forget we have them and we forget uh -huh. to use them. And that goes into literally what you said, where, especially when you're like us and you were brought up in the grind and the hustle and the fast pace. And then all of a sudden we also get thrown into 
the digital world that we're in with social media and so many more distractions. I think the most simple tool is that stillness and and meditating. Mm-hmm. That for me, I feel like it's, I remember going, I'm going to back up. I remember going to one of my mentors before I started to really learn much. And I had so many questions for him all the time. And he would always answer me with just go within, like that's, those are your answers. Go within. And I was like, and you call yourself a mentor, like, okay, okay, go within buddy. Okay. Let me go. And I was so frustrated because I was like, there's so many amazing magical things about this world. And you're telling me to go within. And it wasn't until later that I was like, oh my gosh, wait a second. That is literally the answer for everything. We know everything already. I always say it's all about remembering, not learning, because I feel like, you know, most of us have, have lived many, many, many lives. And if we're in this path, it's usually because we've been before and all the things. So we're just remembering again. Tool wise for me, I think that it's really important to make sure you have that quiet time before I start my day and tell me if this is also where you were going, if there's anything more specific you want me to go into. But before I start my day, the one thing that I definitely do, it's rare to forget this, is that I ground myself. I put my energy deep, deep into earth. I make sure to connect with the divine and have, you know, the light from the divine. And then if I can remember, those are the two just, okay, great. did that moving on, depending on how busy I am. But if I have the time, you know, I, I put myself in a protective shield and a bubble, you know, I do the things that I need to do to preserve my energy, to make sure that I'm as strong as I can be to move on with my day from there to, you know, I oftentimes will think about things where, okay, what do I want for my intention for today? And that's a newer thing I've been doing over the maybe last six months or so. And usually it falls into something as general as I just want to make sure that I'm my highest self today and that I do the highest good for others and anything else that needs to fall around that, whatever that looks like. If I lose somebody that day, you know, client, someone gets mad at me, all the things it's for a reason. I trust that. And so I tell myself these things and that's how I start my day. So tool wise from that, then it goes into, you know, depends on the situation. You know, um, when I hear tools, it's funny because I always think about that with like my healing sessions. Like I actually use real, actual, tangible tools for that. So I don't know where you'd want to go with that, but do you want me to go into anything deeper with that? Or do you want me to move on to explaining things about my team? Yeah. Well, both. Cause I, I just, again, <clears throat> as you talk, I just get more questions anyway, but I have to tell you this before you um, tell us about the team is yeah. When you said you start setting your intentions for the day, one of my best friends, she's also in this realm of work, and she called me the other morning. She's like, you know what I did, sis? I told Spirit this morning, I was talking to my guides, and I said, can you just wow me today? And then she had all of these little, you know, things that we may have overlooked, you know, but she was hyper aware of all of the little magical moments that happened throughout the day. Um, but she was like, and that's all I said, like, can you wow me today? And she was like, I'm going to say it tomorrow. So you just reminded me, I have to see what happened the next day, but it is, it's like that. I love what you're sharing because I, it points back to something I think is so amazing in this work is the level of awareness that comes. Like we become aware of when we need to be quiet, we become aware of our guides, the direction spirit, all of these things, but we also get to become very aware of our involvement and like so much of what you shared, I think has highlighted that. So even with this and how you're personally starting your day. Yeah. How does that translate over with your team and how you all work? Okay, So with the team, with the team, there's been times where we will, and, and, and it's different because different team members, it, you also had mentioned, you know, has the team opened up to things yes. you know, more because of you and, Yes. Like that was the part that I was like, that's been really interesting. You know, there are certain team members that, well, let me, I'm like kind of reviewing them all in my head right now. For the most part, everybody who's currently on the team is one of them new, you know, she's been with me forever and ever. And she's actually a really good friend of mine. She happens to work with me. Blessings. You know, she knew about all the things and she's seen some pretty gnarly stuff with me in the past. So she's not like nothing really shocks her. Right. So that's one person, that's Alyssa. And then there's, there's other team members who have like, you know, different levels of awareness about this stuff. 
Yeah. And one of them who is a newer member of the team, you know, she's been really funny because we're noticing her using language like manifesting alignment. We're noticing her care more about like her Zodiac signs, like little things like that. And what's really fun is like, if again, we're on uh, like a, a zoom meeting on video with a client and I'll start going into like, you know, the guides and, and things yes. and, you know, they'll, she gets to hear me say like, I just got this download and then the client agrees. So she's like, oh my gosh, it's legit. Wait, really? You know, like that's always really entertaining to see. Um, and there's one of my team members who works with me at Conscious Hollywood. And I just don't want to call anybody out with names just in case, but like, you know, she, she's very like skeptical in nature. Mm-hmm. And so she's been really fun because through, through a few things, like she's like, that's interesting. And you can see her really softening up and getting used to it and getting used to the language. And, you know, when, when I started to say, Hey, I think I want to go into like branding both companies together. And I think we're going to move the department in. She was like, you know, again, like, sure. Like love this company, follow you where you go, you know, but what does conscious even truly mean? You know? And now it's like, she can answer that question. If someone says like, what is your company? Like, why do you work at a conscious company? What does that look like? So it's been really beautiful to just kind of see how everyone takes as much as feels right for them, you know, and, and I am in no way trying to push any, this is not a cult. (laughs) Like I'm not trying to push spirituality on anyone. I'm not trying to have anybody be anything more than they, where they're at or anything more than they're comfortable with any sort. But I am definitely noticing, you know, the language and something that, um, Alyssa started is on every Friday on, uh, our company chain, we say, you know, what are your wins and shout outs for the week? Uh, it's just these things that we do as a conscious company, because we want to talk about the positivities, right. you know, we deal with negative things that come up that can't be controlled all the time. Let's kind of celebrate the really good things. So we'll be like, oh my gosh, this client got a really good hit or, you know, shout out to Taylor, shout out to Lindsay for, you know, being so amazing and doing this press kit, like, you know, whatever it is. And so those are the ways that we're really trying to be a more conscious team and conscious company. And, you know, I'm trying to be really mindful of anytime again, like just truly being honest with you, like unraveling the way that I was trained to be an employer right. and not being so tough, you know, where if someone doesn't feel well, instead of like going into what I used to do and I'm going to call myself out, like, what about the client? What about the work? Oh my gosh. And not even worrying that the poor employee is sick or, you know, not feeling well. Now I'm like, you do you, you take your time. Everything will work out who from the team, including myself can pick up your slack, like trying to be really mindful of things like that, because that's where I think the whole world is headed. And we really need to be because we need that. And it's elevating. So Hopefully that kind of answered your question. Well, it completely does. And I actually want to go into asking you some um, more about the work that you're doing now on the other side of the fence, just so everyone that knows, like you have these, um, well, this now merged PR firm that you have, but you also are doing work with people in the realm of what we would call spirituality, energy work, coaching, life coaching, spiritual coaching, all of these things. So I do want to talk to you about that. But I I love what you're saying, Mona, because it also reminds me of, um, I was telling you prior to this, I just co-hosted a global Reiki summit. Um, and one of the people I interviewed, they were talking about the importance of creating these like conscious environments so kind of like breaking the old traditions and structures of even how businesses very specifically are run and what happens when you have people who are in, you know, their mindfulness and they really bring this into the culture of business, how would that change our world if companies themselves start functioning from a more mindful space? And so, I mean, cause it, companies are everything like we're interacting with companies and are at the mercy of them in a lot of ways and so it would be hugely impactful for these old ways of being in business begin to have this restructuring so babe like high five up top to you (laughs) and bringing this (laughs) into an arena where it wasn't necessarily traditional so I'm so curious about this part because 
I was thinking like, wow, the level of self-acceptance that really must have clicked in to even be bold enough, you know, to have the audacity to say like, F it, this is who I am. And I'm going to allow it to be part of, you know, this work in this world that has not been that necessarily. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about that and how it ties into you working with people and their own like self-development, their own personal alignment? How is it that you felt inspired to start, you know, coaching people through their own processes? I felt called to do it because I felt like through the work that I had done already with quite honestly, PR, Yeah, it's such a personal business and you get really close to your clients. Mm -hmm. And I had noticed that in a lot of ways, when I would go offline with certain clients, like I was already like life coaching them in certain ways. And I just knew that I could hold space in a way that, especially with the, again, talent side that other people couldn't because they didn't see them for everything that they are. It's a very complicated life. It's a very challenging mentality to be in when you are someone who everybody knows, everybody's watching. And so I knew that through the tools that I had kind of learned from that, as well as my remembering of the past and what had been, you know, downloaded back to me, that this was a path that I wanted to take. Um, I did end up going to life coaching school too, you know, just on the side. And so I just felt like I have something to offer people. And it was just kind of an intuitive pull as to, you know, this is what I feel like I could do for people. I, the main thing I really like about my ability to help work with people in this way is that I'm genuinely able to, and this was through my shamanic training, mostly literally put myself aside and become a vessel. Yeah. And I know you get that through Reiki. Yeah. Where this isn't about Mona. This is not about my being, my energy at all. I make sure that I'm a clear space for my client to find whatever they're looking for. And at the end of the day, that's why healing is is the word that I use with the company, you know, for the client to find healing through spirit. So even when I'm doing like a life coaching session or let alone if like, again, having a conversation with somebody in PR if we're in that sacred space, because again, like I said, it's not always that. So the conversation with PR depends. But when we're in that sacred space, I'm able to literally just tell them what I'm being told to tell them from another place. Right. So that's how I knew that I could be qualified to do this. Because even as a psychic, for example, I had this conversation with one of my clients the other day, where she was like, oh my gosh, my friend just saw a psychic and it ruined her life because she told her that she was going to break up with this guy. And so she manifested breaking up with him. And, you know, it just got all, you know, crazy in her head and whatnot. And I had said to my client, I said, that's why for me, when I'm getting my downloads and when spirit's telling me whatever they're telling me, or when I'm reading, you know, the feedback and the frequency to give them the advice, I actually check with my guides. If it's ever anything that's not positive, I say, is this something I should be telling them? Or do you have a better way for me to frame this? Because you don't always need to know things like if you're going to break up with someone, sometimes you're not supposed to know that. And people really can take advantage of psychic information because they just want a shortcut in life. All you psychic freaks and junkies out because I'm a psychic freaking junkie. So I'm I'm one of them, but I want to know everything. We're not allowed to, we're not supposed to. And so not to mention, I know I'm going somewhere else here, but (laughs) I'll reel myself back in, but not to mention, you know, the future even though this, this will get complicated. So I'm going somewhere too big, but the future is not set. It can change when I see and read someone's future for them, depending on the session we're having and they need to go there. I tend to see different paths. And I always like to imagine it. Like I'm in this forest with all these trees. So I'm blinded and I can't see. So I have to kind of like be an Eagle above the forest looking down. And I see these paths for this person. And where do these paths, these different choices, they could be the most minor little thing where do they lead them? Because it can change and you can change your mind and take another path. And so I actually think that psychic predictions, anybody who promises you those things, I challenge them to say, you really think that can be for sure. And that's why I think a lot of psychics get called out because people are like, that didn't come true. That right. didn't. And it's not about that. You're literally just reading the frequency of where things are at. So my favorite thing 
to bring it back to life coaching is that I like to read into the energy of where someone's at. And depending on the session, most of the stuff I do now tends to be shamanic healing. And it's, it's in that type of space because I like to have people release their blockages and I like to work with their energy. And then I can give them a life coaching session, like after we've cleared them and had those conversations. Um, and I say we, cause it's the team and the guide team in case anybody's like, what does we mean? And so I find that that's so much more helpful than just, Hey, I'm calling a psychic and I'm just getting information, right? That's not healing yourself. That's not growing. That's depending on somebody else. You're your greatest healer. And so I feel like that's the whole process that I've learned. And that was what really drove me. Cause I knew all of this going into, before I started this side of the business that I was meant to give people who are the right people for that that kind of, you know, experience. Okay, Mona. So here we go. One, first of all, I love what you're saying, because it reminds me of like the word I love so much is potential, right? I mean, we have the potential to do everything, anything, but it does come down to which one of those paths we choose and how we deal with what we encounter on those paths. And yeah, so I mean, I love that. Um, potential. But I love that you also highlight for a lot of people listening, because a lot of people who listen to the podcast, you know, they're either already aware of their intuitive recognition or curious about it. But people get like nervous about do I say everything I recognize. So I'm really glad that you highlight just because you're aware of it doesn't mean you have to share everything. And I love that idea of checking with the guides to see like, is this necessary to say? Is it just you know, I'm aware, but I don't have to say, but what I love about listening to you right now is every part, every side of your work, whether it's the PR or the work that you're doing with people under the umbrella of, you know, spiritual coaching and guidance, all of it is allowing people to truly be seen. As like, and I wonder if she like ever thinks about like, wow, not only does she hold the space to truly see people their potential, who they are, all of this. And while that may apply in a very particular way on your talent side of work, but even the people that you're working with outside of that arena, just the power of being seen beyond your stories, beyond other people's expectations of you. And you come in with that eagle eye view. It's like, oh, no, 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 I see you. But in both instances, whether it's you doing PR for someone, you see them so that they can be seen. But then even on the other side of the fence, you see people and then they can truly be seen. That's fascinating. It's like, it's almost like you're doing the same thing in two different ways. I am obsessed with the fact that you put that together because nobody's ever said that back to me. And that is something that my guides literally made me aware of Wow, like a week ago. Like yeah. it's crazy <laughs> that you're saying it back to me. I was like, wanted to scream as you're talking about it. Cause I was like, <laughs> but my guides literally said to me about a week ago, do you realize that what you're meant to do with people across the board yeah. is you're supposed to help them see themselves so they can hit their greatest potential I'm so that they that. can be seen. Like, I can't even like that you put it together and and my guides were like, so it's like, whether you're doing it with like, you know, your family, your friends, your, your clients in the healing space, or your clients in the PR space, you help people clear kind of the muck from yeah. their stuff. And you help them kind of shine through so that they can elevate and manifest what they want to do because everyone's meant to be seen. Yes. And the people who are feeling like they need to hide away, like what's your blockage? Because you're supposed to be meant to be seen. You're special. Everybody's so special, right? And so I just wanted to acknowledge that because that was just so wild. It's such a new thing that I even discovered and the connection of putting that together with everything that I do. So baby love, I literally just got tears in my eyes because I was just thinking of like just how powerful that is, you know, Um, that you would do that. Because the thing is, is I think a lot of us end up in our suffering because we have this knowing that whatever it is that we really are, what we feel called to do, it's not only not being seen by those around us, which can be heartbreaking, especially 
if, you know, people have known you in a particular way and then you've grown and changed and something's happening. And then there's this like tug of war of your own self-identification. And so like just thinking of how empowering that is, and it kind of loops back even to you in that acceptance of your spiritual ability and your spiritual nature and saying like, this is who I am. And I'm going to allow this to guide all levels of work that I do. And then boom, you're doing it for them too. I can't even. <laughs> it's so it's the best. It's the best job yeah. in the world. Like it's literally working with people in all the aspects that we're talking about for me. It's, it's the most gratifying part of what I do. Right. Like, yes, it's super cool to get a client on a, you know, really cool in a cover of a magazine or whatever it is that yeah. we do in that way. It's fun. It's exciting. You're excited to help someone's career. At the end of the day, though, what really makes me tick are those side conversations that I have with that client mm-hmm. or whatever it is that just helped me put them on the track to have them feel seen and justified and validated in what they're doing. Yeah, oh. no, I totally relate. That's why I love about working with people more so to like accept and access, you know, what it is they're capable of. And it's that thing, too. Because on some level, you know, there's that knowing that even with the work that you're doing, a lot of times we can look at it as isolated as it's just about that person or it's just about me. But it's like, no, this is what's pouring back into the collective. This change in how you do business is what's pouring back into the collective. This change of holding space for people to see themselves and recognize the beauty. That's what's pouring back into the collective, right? And so then it also comes to making sense of, this consciousness of these younger generations where you're like, what? I wasn't even thinking about what you think about at 20 something. Like I wish you, right. But it all starts to make sense. Absolutely. Such beautiful contributions. So I want to make sure everyone knows before we go, the different ways that they can work with you and what are the best ways to get in contact with you and learn more about your work. So, um, my, so I have two different Instagrams for my business. Um, I have conscious living PR, um, on Instagram and I have conscious Hollywood, which is at CHPR team, uh, for the, the PR side. And then I have healing with Mona on my Instagram for my healing work and the spiritual guidance and everything like that. So that's the best way to kind of see everything that we're up to and, and get a hold of us. We're really good about on the PR side, I have a team. We all check uh, the DMs and everything. And then I check my own messages on my on my healing page. So that's the best way to get in contact with me. That is perfect. Like so many beautiful nuggets in the sharing of your story. So I have to thank you for coming to have this conversation. And of course, for everyone listening, don't worry if you didn't write that down. All the links to connect with Mona will be down in the show description. And again, just thank you for having this conversation and for the work you're doing. Thank you, Yolanda. I I love everything you're doing. Like I said, I love your energy and I really appreciate you for giving me this space and this time for us to just have this beautiful conversation. Like I have the rest of the day ahead of me and I feel like I'm just going to be going about it so much better after we've just had this beautiful conversation. So yeah, honey, me too. I feel so (laughs) inspired now. So yeah. Yes, go take over the world. (laughs) Yes, go. (laughs) Call Mona so you can be clear about how you're doing it. (laughs) But thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you all very soon. Bye for now. Hey, beautiful alchemist. I want to give a very special thank you to Mona again for coming to share her work with us. That conversation was so easy. It was so easy, so inspiring. And I'm sure that she has inspired you in some ways as well. If again, you want to connect with Mona, learn more about her work, be sure to go down in the show description and click on the links to connect with her. You can find her on Instagram at Conscious Living PR, but you can also work with her personally and those links are down below as well. I also want to remind you again and thank you for being connected to the Energetic Alchemist Oracle deck, the limited edition deck. If you would like your copy, go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com, grab your copy of the deck. But while you're there, 
be sure to register for the Reiki Rays Healing Summit so you can access some interviews prior to the event even fully launching. So all of that can be found on my website. Thank you again to Mona Loring for coming to share with us today. And I will see you all very soon. Remember to always journey in love. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.